Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, do I have quite the show for you today here at Snug Wrestling. What's going on, you guys? Welcome back again. My name is Edgar, and I guess we should probably talk about AEW Dynamite today. But first, please be sure to hit me up at Snug Wrestling on all my social media accounts. Because I'm probably going to be posting a lot of crazy shit that went down today on this Wednesday, July 26th episode of Dynamite. Let's jump straight to it. The Man in the Mask announces All In August 27th, as well as the entire card for the night for this Dynamite show. There's a video package with Darby Allen, and he's talking about AR Fox. And this was a really good video because this is a true story. I just so happened to be watching TV and I came across this show on Vice called The Wrestler. Darby Allen was on it. AR Fox was on it. And a lot of familiar faces were on this show. This was a documentary about wrestling. Anyway, I've seen AR Fox before, but I didn't know too much about him. But this documentary showed me a lot about AR Fox, and he has a really interesting story. We've seen AR Fox on TV before, but there wasn't really a whole lot that was explained about AR Fox, who he is, his background, until now. So now I'm really interested in what's going on here. And I'm even even more interested in the match that Darby Allen got AR Fox versus Orange Cassidy for the international championship. And this was the opening match. Taz mentions that AR Fox is a 16-year veteran, which he is. AR Fox, I've learned recently from Darby Allen's video package as well as that show on Vice that he's even a trainer. AR Fox has trained a lot of people. And I kind of mentioned this before on my previous episodes that AR Fox has even trained a lot of big names in wrestling. One of them that really stood out to me was Austin Theory. So AR Fox, he is really good in the ring. However, he's getting outsmarted here in this match by Orange Cassidy with his hands in his pockets. And AR Fox, he's really smooth in the ring. He does a lot of high risk maneuvers. But if anyone should have the name Gravity as a wrestling name, it should be AR Fox because the way he was flying during this match was it looked like this guy was moving in slow motion midair he was just really smooth with it his timing was perfect and i really really liked this match a whole lot excalibur called this match a scientific match but that's just how good ar fox is of course orange cassidy won this match i was not expecting ar fox to win this and then to add the icing on the cake ar fox turned heel after the match and attacked orange cassidy which I popped really big for. 
because that means that we're going to see more of AR Fox. Usually, Orange Cassidy beats everyone, and then we don't see them ever again. It's just like a one-off thing. But when I saw AR Fox attack Orange Cassidy, I said, okay, this isn't over, and I'm for this. I'm all for this. Darby Allen comes out, confronts AR Fox, and says, yo, what the hell is your problem? Why would you do that? I put my name out for you, and you're over here acting like an asshole. It was a very, very interesting ending to that match and it was a pretty good match but it doesn't end there because even John Moxley comes out and takes a shot at Orange Cassidy on top of all the punishment that Orange Cassidy received from AR Fox John Moxley comes out and does the same thing for no apparent reason other than the fact that John Moxley is gonna face Orange Cassidy's friends later on in the main event I don't see no reason for John Moxley to do this, but that's just what John Moxley does. A lot of the things that John Moxley does doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but no one really questions it. Jericho and Don Callis, they have an interview. Don Callis proposes a match with Chris Jericho and Takeshka teaming up to face Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia, which surprisingly Chris Jericho agrees to. And also Don Callis gives Jericho a painting with Bad News Allen. And I can't even describe this painting. You're just going to have to Google it yourself, but it's pretty ridiculous. Hook has a video package. He's in a subway with the FTW belt. The train passes and then the belt is gone and Hook is just kind of sitting there by himself i'm not sure what that was about claudio and wheeler yuda they have a promo a video package segment and they're talking about pack at ring of honor pack had a match versus claudio and there was an afterbirth where the lucha bros came out to help pack now a few months back pack was in a trios tag team with the lucha bros called the death triangle so it looks like that trios is forming back together here jack perry the new ftw champion he has an interview in ring interview with tony Schiavone, and jack perry he's trying to heal and he's telling people that he's the one that gave hook his first ever loss hook has never been beaten before in a singles match until now and he even shits on the ftw belt and jack perry shits on ecw as well it's no secret that the ftw championship belt was never really considered a real belt in aew but it seems like they're trying to make it a real thing now that the belt is on Jack Perry and Jack Perry is supposed to elevate this belt. This belt is supposed to mean something now that is on Jack Perry. And even Jack Perry himself addresses that by saying, when I said I was going to win a belt, I wasn't talking about this belt. But Jack Perry did go to war versus Hook and he did win and he was pretty happy about it when he won this belt. But apparently it doesn't mean anything to him anymore. Jack Perry states that he's the greatest to hold the FTW belt which Taz, you can see him on camera just laugh because nobody believes that. At this point, I was expecting somebody to come out and defend the FTW Championship Honor or ECW or something. Someone was going to come out, but the person that ended up coming out was the last person I expected to, which is Jerry Lynn. Comes out to defend ECW and some ECW chants start from the crowd, which I thought was funny because WWE owns ECW so aren't the AEW fans technically chanting WWE at this point but Jerry Lynn threatens Jungle Boy to pretty much beat him up which Jungle Boy says I'm not dressed for this but next week we can have a match 
Now, if Jungle Boy, or I should stop calling him that, Jack Perry really wanted to get some heat here, wouldn't he just beat up an older Jerry Lynn who's not even a wrestler anymore and who's just a, an employee backstage behind the scenes? Instead, he wants to have a whole-ass official match with this guy. Now, I understand the whole chicken shit heel mentality that jungle boy is trying to go for here jerry lynn he's got to be at least in his early 50s maybe mid 50s he's not staying he's not a current wrestler anymore so i don't see why jack perry couldn't just get some heat on jerry lynn right there on the spot Britt baker she does an interview on taya valkyrie they're gonna have a match later on in the show Pack versus Gravity. Gravity is a Mexican luchador who's had some matches at Ring of Honor, but this match was really uninteresting to me. Pack, he's a great athlete, great wrestler. He's been out of action for quite some time, and he comes back after months later. I think it was due to some visa issues, but right away he gets put in in the blood and guts feud last minute and he gets put with the bbc which are the heels then during the blood and guts match pack turns on the heels which is bbc and he walks away from them mid-match which is one of the reasons why the bbc lost the match a couple days later, Pac has a match versus Claudio at Ring of Honor. So now Pac is feuding with the BBC. And this match versus Gravity that Pac had, Pac was also wrestling like a heel. So just everything about the booking or Pac's booking since he's been back has been very convoluted and rushed. MJF and Cole have an interview. Adam Cole was going to answer the question that was asked by Renee, but MJF interrupts Adam Cole. Ooh, do we got some tension there? Maybe, yes, no, maybe so. And MJF cuts a promo on FTR. And MJF, he's being serious again. The old MJF is back. He's not doing goofiness here. He's not trying to be adam cole's bro his buddy buddy or he's not trying to kiss up to adam cole this is old mjf back to business and then adam cole says that at first he wasn't sure about mjf but mjf won him over and became his best friend and mjf's response to all of that was no matter what happens after this match if we win lose or draw versus ftr i'm gonna give you a rematch for the championship which Roger Strong does not like the sound of that and he gets on MJF Adam Cole breaks them up and has a little pep talk with Roger Strong and this was more than just a pep talk I'm sensing a little bit more than just friendship here between Adam Cole and Roger Strong because they had a whole ass moment here and again Roger Strong just seems like the jealous ex-girlfriend what is going on here but Adam Cole and MJF are going to be facing FT this Saturday at Collision, which should be good. Then FTR had an interview. FTR respects Adam Cole, but not MJF. Not so much, but this was another great interview by FTR, and this Saturday is going to be great. Swerve and Darby Allen. this was labeled a grudge match by the man in the mask, and the reason it was labeled that way, Darby Allen and Swerve were the last two men at the most recent Royal Rampage that Darby ended up beating Swerve. After that, Swerve had a match with Nick Wayne, who is one of Darby Allen's 
trainees or prodigies or little brother. I don't know what the relation is there. But Swerve made an example out of Nick Wayne. And that's what started this whole feud between Darby and Swerve. Now, this sounds a lot like what happened with Swerve and Orange Cassidy. Swerve and Orange Cassidy were the last two competitors in the last casino battle royale which swerve ended up losing to orange cassidy so this just seems like copy and paste booking and swerve he's great i'm a huge fan of swerve but he's been doing jobs for everyone lately it seems like during this match darby takes huge punishment and swerve ends up getting the win surprisingly with the help from none other than ar fox yes that was great I pop big for that because now we might get AR Fox versus Darby Allen. And this has everything for a good potential feud. We know the history now. We know who AR Fox is now. We know the story. And AR Fox, he knows Darby Allen really well. So he can say a lot of stuff about him. So I'm excited for this Darby Allen and AR Fox. And this entire match was just great from top to bottom the jas jericho appreciation society they have a meeting and they all confront chris jericho and they're not very happy with what's been going on with chris jericho and they seem to be dropping from the jas one by one dr Britt baker versus taya valkyrie and i hate to say it but this was a horrible horrible match the timing was off they both seemed really lost in the ring and i've seen taya valkyrie's matches before she's been a wrestler for a really long time taya valkyrie has wrestled in multiple companies and i'm starting to realize like has Britt baker been this bad the entire time and i just haven't seen it or is it that when Britt baker first started there wasn't a whole lot of competition in the women's division over in AEW that i just didn't really notice that Britt baker stood out the most out of everyone else maybe she got over more with the promos but i can't remember the last time i've seen a good Britt baker match to me it seemed like taya valkyrie carried this whole thing or tried to carry this whole match but Britt baker ended up getting the win here but this was kind of rough to see speaking of rough to see the Blackpool Combat Club versus Lucha Bros versus the Best Friends. Now, I understand the thing with Pac. It makes sense to have the Lucha Bros versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Because the Lucha Bros, they have history with Pac with the Death Triangle. It makes sense for them to come to the aid of Pac and back him up versus the Blackpool Combat Club. But what the hell does the Best Friends have to do with any of this? Other than the fact that they want to have a crazy three-way tornado tag team match because it is AEW and it is Dynamite and they just have to have all the craziness because that's what the fans like. Why can't they just have a regular tag team match? If you put Claudio and Moxley versus the Lucha Bros, that right there in itself tells the whole story of what's potentially can happen with Pac and the Blackpool Combat Club. But no, you have to have the best friends in there. And now all three teams are involved in whatever the fuck this is. Orange Cassidy ends up coming out and attacks John Moxley, which allows the Lucha Bros to get the win here. It was also announced that next week, Penta, Trent, and Moxley are going to be in a triple threat match next week in an anything goes match 
And I honestly don't understand any of this. We had blood and guts last week. The Blackpool Combat Club did all kinds of crazy shit. This week, they're doing all kinds of crazy shit. And next week, it's already announced that there's going to be even more crazy shit. There was some good that came out of this whole entire show. And that was AR Fox. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. And Darby Allin. And AEW, they're on their way to All In, which is coming up in August. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm going to try to keep an eye on Dynamite. Ah, It's just... Until then, thank you guys for listening. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling, and we'll talk soon.